Percy, let me ask this question as we open today. What happens if someone reaches the point where they feel they can no longer have the strength to continue their cancer journey? Well, there are a number of possible things that can happen at that point. But I believe, and I have also seen, that then and when you can walk no further, God is able to lift us up in his arms and actually carry us forward in ways that we never could have on our own. So today on this episode, we're going to be inspired by a lung cancer patient who gives God the glory for carrying her when she was unable to continue on her own strength. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're going to talk about God carrying us through a cancer journey here today. But Percy, I'm going to open with this question. You invest a lot of your time and a lot of your ministry in doing this podcast every week. Why do you do it? What's, what's the outcome for you? Wow, that's a great question. I've never been asked that. You know, I do it simply because it needs to be done. Cancer patients have stories to tell. But what I've learned over the years, there are many people who want to hear other cancer stories Mm -hmm. that will encourage and empower them. So we give a platform for people to actually tell their story. And then we've created a platform for people to actually hear from others. And when we combine the two together, we have created an effective ministry that, quite frankly, no one has really tapped into. So we do it because it needs to be done. Yeah, there's not a lot of forums like this available, is there? No, because we're still afraid to talk about cancer, I think, in the open marketplace, and we're still not sure how we want to broach the subject. But at the end of the day, we don't need to figure that out. We just simply need to allow people to tell their story from their perspective, and that will be a blessing to someone who needs to hear that story. And that takes all of the mystery out of it, and people get blessed on both ends of that equation. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the theme you've chosen for this podcast discussion today, and it uh, will be reinforced with the guests that we'll hear from in a few moments. Well, when, when the difficulty is too much, God is well able to carry us in his arms. That's the thing we're going to hear from a young lady who, who has had a tremendous amount of struggle with her cancer journey, uh, a mother of young children, a wife, and she's going to help us understand the power of when you're not able to walk any further, how God will and does carry you from one day to the next. And we're going to be en- encouraged and inspired to hear her story. All right. And you want to start with scripture as well as we normally do? We do. So again, our spiritual nugget is found in Deuteronomy 1, verses 29 and 30, and it simply says this, Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son and all the way that you went until you came to this place. And we'll see how that uh, was fulfilled through our guest's experience coming up in just a moment. But before we get to our guest, we have a question we'd like to pose to you, our listeners. 
What was something you learned during your cancer journey? Let's help each other out and share those lessons with each other through this podcast. You can answer that question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect, and the drop-down menu will give you an opportunity to type your response. What was something you learned during your cancer journey? Uh, Percy, you met with a pastor recently who, who answered that question. You know, uh, this is a pastor who listens to the show, and uh, I am going to be interviewing him also to kind of get his uh, story up close and personal. Oh, the interview's pastor yet to Bob. come. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so this is Pastor Bob Weger from Lawton, uh, Oklahoma, and he answers this way. He says, I am an eight-year cancer survivor. I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma on May 2012. God healed me completely. I learned from this journey that I was never alone. When Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, he is speaking in a true and literal sense. Hmm. We're going to talk to that pastor at some point and get his story on recording. (laughs) Okay. All right. Look forward to that here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And our free resource this week, by the way, is Cancer Symptoms and Causes. These are resources chosen each week to coincide with our theme. So check this one out. Cancer Symptoms and Causes can be downloaded right now free of charge at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you've ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions, now you can use the Cancer Center for Alexa. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center, and you say that to any Amazon device. Also, you can access the tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Look for the Cancer Center for Alexa app. Well, let's get on with today's interview now as Percy sat down and had this opportunity. Well, with me today is Eileen Moroni, who is a current uh, treating a cancer patient, a lung cancer patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Chicago, and originally diagnosed uh, with her cancer in February of 2016. Uh, joining us today on the show, thank you so much and welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. Well, with that being said, um, we talk about cancer on the show and we, and we share people's stories. They're not scripted in any way, so we want to hear your story today. And often, I like to start the conversation really with uh, the day, the, the, that, that day, yeah. the day that you were told that you had cancer and where were you and how did you feel when you were told that you had cancer? Well, I, I mean, I guess I do have a day, but it was really months okay. leading up to, I was sick trying to figure out what was wrong. So you had some symptoms. Um, yeah, I was actually had symptoms not related to lung cancer so my doctor you know didn't really think there was anything wrong with me Mm -hmm. so um it took us months to figure it out so yeah i was at my doctor's office okay um and i felt cold just cold just Mm. um so just a a coldness cold and fear yeah yeah well, certainly I've heard, um, you know, over the years of supporting cancer patients, fear, no question about yeah. that. And I think that that is probably the more consistent 
feeling, emotion that is evoked in individuals. But coldness is new. That's different. And and again, that doesn't mean that what that means is that it's one of the reasons why we do this show, mm. because everybody's journey and experience can be different and unique. And we need to hear all of those experiences. So you, you're told at, at your doc's office, it took you, you know, a while for, for them to figure out what was going on. I guess I would assume by a process of elimination tests. Scans, well, or, yeah. And finally, imaging tests. Okay. And to unfortunately, in my case, it was in many places. Okay. So I didn't even know what kind of cancer I had. Okay. So you're, you're given that information. Um, and you're you're working through obviously the fear and a coldness and 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 we'll use your language there. Um, how was your support of family, friends, your village? Fantastic. Uh, I mean, my husband was with me. Okay, so um, you weren't alone. Yeah, and thankfully it was it was just us, so we were able to kind of process all that information, and we still had. Um, our youngest daughter of three was home, but she was away on a school trip, okay. which was a blessing because we were able to just. You needed some time to absorb yeah, all of that. Yeah, absorb it all. Yeah, I um, I equate it to, I, I, I've used the term need to marinate, let that just yes. kind of sit a little yes. bit. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe that that is probably consistently true for most people. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, it, it arrests you, it stops you in your tracks, obviously, and then you have to process that. And however one chooses to process that, that's what one does. But, yeah. but you, need a, you need a moment, and a moment can be 60 seconds or a moment can be a day or two or whatever. Right. So you process and, and, and digest that. You have the benefit of, of being able to have some quiet time that where, where your daughter doesn't pull upon your, a demand for your time, right. which... I agree. Probably it would be helpful. Well, or she would have sensed something was wrong. I, I guess I just didn't want her to see me kind of broken. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to figure out, you know, and kind of regroup a little bit. Yeah. So you do that. You take some time, mm -hmm. you know. And um, again, I don't know how much time. It doesn't really matter because again, everyone processes this uh, journey differently and uniquely, as we stated earlier. Uh, and then, of course, at some point, you, you have to begin to think about and look at treatment options and, mm -hmm. and medical care. Uh, of course, the thrust of the show is we talk about cancer, but we talk about it in a, in a spiritual and a faith context, mm -hmm. uh, not as an absence of medical care, but as a adjunct or support uh, while one is undergoing medical care at any time. Did you feel conflicted in any way with regard to what you thought you needed to do or from a medical perspective and a conflict with your faith or was it was it easy no, for you? No, it was it was totally together. Okay. I I have always um I don't know how to say this. The have you ever heard of the poem Footprints in the Sand? Absolutely. That's just kind of, I have it on my wall. That's just kind of yeah. how I live yeah. my life. And, you know, when my kids were teenagers and things were hard, I just felt like I was being carried a little too much. <laughs> okay. But um, then all of a sudden I get cancer. <laughs> so um, I just, I just feel like I've been, you know, carried on 
every step, you know, getting to the doctor yeah. and getting through treatment and I didn't get myself to all the all these places. Okay. God did. Gotcha. So, so um, you pursue medical treatment and care, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that's a process within itself, obviously, right. uh, talking about, you know, possibilities and treatments. What type of treatment did you utilize? And we don't have to go into any great detail about your treatment. Yeah, well, no, I've been really lucky, actually, because I've been able to um, use a targeted therapy, okay. which is basically taking a pill. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so... Um, uh, yeah, so you've you've um, that's been your medical protocol. That has been okay. with a little brain surgery along the way. Okay, okay, all <laughs> a, right. A year in. Yeah. So that's... I've been on three different targeted therapies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, being a person of faith, mm-hmm. uh, having a spiritual foundation, uh, at what point does your faith kick in, and how do you start really tapping into your faith? Um, I, well, I mean, it kicked in right away, I guess. I, I just, I'm always having, I feel like an internal conversation. That's sort of how I pray. Which I think Um, is the way that one should pray. Yeah. 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 Just talking to God and saying, you know, give me, like, help me get through this. You know, I, like when I, about a year in is when I developed a brain tumor and ended up in the hospital and, I don't know. I I just kind of had a very calm uh, demeanor when I look back, and I really think it's just because you're being carried. I was being carried, and so during the process of being yeah. carried, uh, you know, you're 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 unconsciously walking in the power of your spirituality. Um, did did your spirituality at any point become more? pronounced and important as a okay we're really in a, in a in a very different place with my health and I need to dig in a little bit well I obviously yeah I mean when things go bad is when I you know mm-hmm. get more scared and I'm you know looking you know asking you know what <laughs> sure what what's I actually I feel like I can't ask you know for more time or for a cure, I'm always asking, you know, what can I do to get through this? Okay. You know, so really more grace, asking for more grace, more peace, more strength. And, and one of the, I think interesting elements and some may choose to debate this point that, you know, there are some who choose to aggressively try to structure their faith toward uh, a, a in cause result, and of course, anytime that anyone's dealing with uh, physical illness, you know that's healing and recovery, and and that's fine. And then there are those, and and I've talked to a couple of people, and I've recorded a couple of sessions where uh, I, one particular lady said, you know, I didn't pray for healing, I prayed for peace. You know, that's what I needed, that's what has enabled me, and that's what has helped me work through mm-hmm. my process. And I'm kind of hearing you say similarly the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I I guess because I I am stage four, I will always have cancer, okay. so it's just a part of me now. Mm-hmm. So. But it it's kind of scary too. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. So yeah. So I'm just looking for help always. Right. 
And so in that process of, of how you have chosen to approach, you know, your cancer and your diagnosis, what are some of the things that you have learned either about yourself or about God that is, you know, any aha moments that are uniquely different than previous to before you were diagnosed with cancer? I often have cancer patients say to me, I learned some things about me or I, I came to an awareness of some things that I never really thought about or considered or whatever. It was there Well, I I think maybe that I've learned that it's okay or that maybe I am actually contributing something by allowing other people to help me. If that makes sense. In a, in a, like I, I think because I felt sometimes like do I need to become a better person? What can I do to give back okay. to society? Uh-huh. But, um, you know, sometimes I was too sick or, right. you know, I, I've got a lot going on yeah. with my treatment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have come up to me and said that I've been an inspiration to them. Yeah. Um, by not doing anything, really, to me. I don't feel like I've done anything. But so I'm trying to... Um, feel like, you know. Well, what, what I hear somehow, here somehow, yeah, what I'm going through is a good thing. The way I'm handling it, right, is a good and, thing. And, for and yes, else. that absolutely makes sense because, again, at the end of the day, whether we we like it or not, and whether we're conscious of it or not, you know, people. There are people who watch us and observe us, you know, and, it, you know, my mom used to always tell me, she said, be careful what you do because you only have one good last name. Don't yeah. mess it up. <laughs> that was, and that was for some various different reasons. But at the end of the day, her point was and then she would circle back to say, you know, because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's looking right. at your life. And dare I say, and I'm pretty certain that this is absolutely true because cancer is not. Uh, just an individual disease. Cancer impacts, it's a community disease. It is. It it impacts your family, your friends, those who know you, and who essentially are kind of looking at you and watching you as you go through your walk. And I don't think that they do that consciously to kind of be uh, to just be like, oh, I just want to see what's going on. It's, it's, it's It's an awareness that they have of, well, you know, well, you know, she's she's dealing with this. And mm-hmm. so there's an acuity of just kind of awareness of how is she doing? How is she responding? And and that can be a, a huge blessing to people. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. I mean, I think another thing I've learned is really I've been able to look at myself just in the bigger picture. Um, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay that I have to go through cancer because there's a lot of people with me. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in, mm-hmm. you know, even worse situations. So in the midst of your in, engaging with people consciously or unconsciously, family, friends, uh, church members, whoever, you know, uh, constituents at work, have you been able to also receive back from individuals because what happens I think for many cancer patients is there are people who desire to do something and reach out can I help can I assist you but sometimes and I I talked to someone earlier 
who said that I, I used to always be the one that was giving, and so I didn't know how to receive, and I would always tell people no. And then I had to learn how to open up and to say yes to yes. receive from individuals. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I mean, I think I had trouble with that um, in my first year. Um, and then when I had to have brain surgery, <laughs> um, I I just kind of let it all go. Yeah. Yeah, I was very open to letting people do things for me. And and um, what was the impact of receiving people's love and care for you? Because I get the sense just in talking with you, yeah. you're probably a pretty demure person and probably pretty private. Yes. So kind of flipping yeah. that around in terms of making yourself was, a little more vulnerable yeah. and open. It was hard, but... It just seemed right. Again, it was like I was just kind of being guided, really. Okay. So finally, um, okay, and could open up and accept yeah. that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, uh, you know, obviously, you're you're tapping into again, and this is another element that I think is important. Everybody is not as demonstrative or. Uh, with regard to what they do with their faith, or even how yeah. they express their faith, and it doesn't diminish or increase one way or the other. Uh, again, as my grandmother used to say, still waters run deep. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you're, 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 you're going through your battle and, and you're opening up and you're receiving from people. Uh, but, but again, you're, you're all along, you're, you're allowing yourself to be led and you're, you're being carried mm -hmm. as using your language. Uh, today, uh, how do you feel empowered with regard to your journey um, going forward because you still have work to do and you're still it's, working through the battle. It's a constant working through it because I'll have a day where I feel, you know, Real. confident and mm -hmm. um, optimistic. And I really, I really feel it. I really feel like then I am walking, you know, yeah. next to God. And then there are there, days, there not, are so days not so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell you as a quote unquote, you know, whatever that means about being a spiritual leader, <laughs> pastor, whatever it is, because I've, I've really come to terms with the fact that at the end of the day, we're all humans just trying to uh, really tap into our uh, understanding just that this is not so much about what we do that God reacts to, but as much of us just being an open vessel in, in our good days, our bad days, and just saying, Lord, this is yeah. the best I got today. This, yeah. is, this is all I can work with today. <laughs> we'll see what tomorrow is like when we get to that, but this is it. Yeah. This, is, this is the best you can get from me. And I believe that God understands that. And so that's mental, emotional, and obviously physical. Yeah. So having said that, um, as you move forward and as you continue to take it one day at a time. And I think that that's the mm -hmm. message that I'm hearing from you, yeah. really. One day, one step, one treatment at a time. Um, uh, you continue to progress. What is one thing that gives you hope or drives your hope? What keeps you hopeful at the end of the day? My kids. Okay. My kids. They're, um, when I was diagnosed, I was just, hoping I could make it to my youngest daughter's high school graduation. And she's graduating from college this year. Oh, praise God. Yeah. So just 
milestones that yeah. I hope I get to see. And and it's interesting. Uh, it's it. There are many who have made that suggestion from a support perspective of supporting cancer patients. Find out what's important to them as a as as a next milestone, and just work with them yeah. with that. Because again, it's something that's digestible. You right. know, it's not. It's not the big piece of the pie. It's a smaller piece yeah. of the pie. And then you, you, you'd you keep taking chunks away out of that. And so I think that's a great uh, approach. And, and that has helped you. And that's it has. Worked. Yeah. It has. Because it's way too overwhelming to think about, you know, for me, will I be here in such and such a time? Right, right. So what's the next milestone that I can look forward to. And so with that being said, yeah. what is the next milestone? Or can you, are you willing to share well, that? Uh, well, my daughter's graduating from college. Okay. Share, okay. So, yeah. Okay. And that'll be a big day. Yeah. And, and, and nobody will probably cheer and cry harder than you will just because of, of, of representing that school of thought. Well, God yeah. bless you, sweetie. <laughs> Well, thank I support you. you in that school of thought, and I thank you thank for you. the journey that you have walked. And so, continue to uh, be reminded that you are loved, and uh, and you're helping someone today who probably needed to hear how to possibly manage, you know, a diagnosis of cancer. One day, one step, one milestone at a time. Today, you have heard from Eileen Maroney. Uh, who is an active lung cancer patient, originally diagnosed in February 2016, who has taken it one step at a time and one treatment and one milestone at a time. And that has been working well for her. And we pray that the next milestone will also be achieved. And uh, we'll just keep going from there, my dear. Percy will rejoin us here in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach with a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thank you for bringing Eileen to us here today. Um, I learned quite a bit from this lady. She She's quite the person. Well, she was a precious and is a precious woman. Uh, she was very transparent about her struggles and, and, and her treatment process. But under all of that and with all of that, you know, I think what she left us with was to remind us that when we all get tired and weary and we think that we can't go much further, that God is actually carrying us and yeah. holding us yeah. in, in his arms. And she reminded us of the fact that, you know, like the footprints in the sand poem, mm-hmm. that in many cases, God was just simply carrying her through her process. And she's measuring, you know, her success now in little small milestones yeah. that allows her to kind of take one bite at a time and one day at a time. Her heart goes out to her stage four cancer, I understand she said. Yeah, that is correct. So she's been battling and she's been hanging in there. But, you know, she she talked about the revelation and the power of of allowing people to serve her and to help her and to be a part of her process that 
under normal circumstances, she probably would not do that normally. So she helped us to really understand the humility of being a cancer patient, I right. think, is a big takeaway from, from what I heard. Yeah. When you bring these conversations to us, I, I always try to focus on, there. Is there one thing that I can learn to take away and try to remember from the, from the interview? And today with Eileen, it was the fact that it, it moved her so deeply to think about she had to learn to allow other people to help her. Correct. She said that she was used to being the person that typically was was the helper and was the doer and that she had to learn, I think, the power of that and to allow that to be reciprocated back to her. And again, the humility, because, you know, it requires some humility to be that when you're used to being the caregiver or the doer to submit and allow others to do for you. There's an element of humility that goes into that. And she certainly expressed that. But how that has been of value and benefit and how she has appreciated that. Yep. So I, I'm glad that she shared that with yep. us. And it's one day, one step step, one treatment at a time. Don't try to look get too far ahead of the process, huh? That is correct. That's so she's measuring little, small, short-term milestones, like watching her daughter graduate mm-hmm. from high school oh, and yeah, then college, now waiting yeah. for her to go over it. So she's, she's taking it one step and one bite at a time, and we stand and salute her mm-hmm. and encourage her as she continues to walk that path. As we do with all who are listening who are going through similar circumstances, uh, it means so much to us to hear from you. And when you reach us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, we would love to hear from you answering the question, what was something you learned during your cancer journey? It's not just the guests who join us in conversation on the program. It's the responses we get that help each other as well. So take the time to answer that question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And do you want to say a word about this week's featured resource, Cancer Symptoms and Causes? Absolutely. One of the things that we should all be acutely aware of, and again, I can speak to this from a very uh, heartfelt and full-throated endorsement, is that no one knows your body better than you. And so everyone should be encouraged to pay attention to any symptoms or dynamics that may be going on in your physical body that do not appear to be normal. Uh, Take a look at that, follow up on that, and be conscientious about that. And so this resource allows uh, individuals to think about that. You know, we talk about in this resource, uh, it is a question most of us have wondered about, will I ever get cancer? Well, Mm -hmm. with that being said, we know that the numbers that are projected uh, say that potentially a lot of people can and will. So again, you need to think about your risk of of getting cancer. Uh, Are you experiencing symptoms of any sort that you may need to follow up on or have a conversation with your doc about? Or are you taking positive action to prevent cancer as best as you possibly can? This resource will encourage you to think through and consider and then start working to and toward uh, some sort of dynamic around the potentiality and the possibility of symptoms and causes of cancer and that you will not be ignorant uh, and unaware that you will be uh, completely uh, in tune with yourself and in tune with a process that will allow you to hopefully live a long and healthy Mm -hmm. life. Well, you provide such informative, helpful resources free of charge to us through the website. So thanks for doing that, Percy. And again, it's called Cancer Symptoms and Causes. You can download it right now. There's no waiting for the mail to deliver this to your inbox. Mm -hmm. Come to your uh, computer, download it, print it off, print as many copies as you like. Cancer Symptoms and Causes at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let's return to the scripture you chose to feature on today's program. 
Well, now that we've heard from uh, Eileen that talked about how uh, God was carrying her when she really didn't think that she could walk any further, like the footprints in the sands poem, listen to this scripture afresh and anew. Uh, Deuteronomy 1, verse 29 through 31 says, Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you Mm -hmm. as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Remember, God is not expecting you to do all of the work. He's actually asking us to lean on him and in many cases, allow ourselves to lay in his arms and he will carry us the rest of the way. Be encouraged today that this is not a battle that you must fight alone. God has your back. Take care. God bless. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor P, you always encourage us. Great to be with you today. Love you to life and not to death. Remember, we've got work to do, so keep chopping the wood. And join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.